nine yards. Welcome back. Sorry for screaming. No, it's all right. No, yeah. Are you saying to them? Well, yeah, because you, you, you right. put me on and then you're like, oh, let's have Ray's voice. That guy doesn't yell at me. That's not true. Well, but I mean, uh, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> and whole nine yards. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks for the ratings and reviews. Please, if you have it in your heart and brain, uh, give us some more of those. Uh, we can use them. Yes. Yes. We really can. Get to the top of the charts. Yeah. But um, but everything's groovy. And this week, we are going to cover some phrases regarding time. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> I was trying to stop a cough. And oh, it just nice. took me into a weird voice. It happens. You're like, no, no, fight, throat, fight it. <laughs> and I did it. Good job. But it really made a sound, didn't no, it? No, it sounded completely natural. Yeah. It was fine. Yes, so, time. We're going to do some time stuff. <laughs> we're going to play with some time. Yeah. So in that, without... Lo- I, I don't have one for Without this. further time. Wasting. Yeah, I needed a thing. Yeah, it happens. So what, um, what do you have up, Ray? Uh, my first one that I did this week is lollygag. Oh, yeah, lollygag. And what do you... Would you say if I said stop lollygagging? Oh, it's like I'm I'm loitering, wasting time, not getting my stuff done. Yeah, right. So I there's a synonym of a uh, doddle, sure. which I enjoy. If doddle was in my <laughs> vernacular, yeah, don't doddle. And I learned how to spell it, which is D A W. Whatever. It makes sense. D-A-W-L-D-L-E. Oh, I see. Doddle. I would have just done D-O-D-D-L-E. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm helping. Yeah, Because I've been that. in your shoes. Because I was about to write it. I know. Any, anyway, lollygag. <laughs> it means we use it to mean doddle or, right, waste time. Yes. So the um, love, sex, marriage... A historical thesaurus by Julie Coleman states that the word lollygag slash lallygag uh, is defined in the 1860s by giving or indulging in sexual caress. What? (laughs) Yep. 1860s. Come on. Yeah. I know. Wait, so I, so you just start the show off, and this is it, and then bang, bam! Oh. This is what we have. I'm, I'm saying, like, this is the, this is what this is this is what it is. This, this is isn't it like from. that arm and a leg thing where you go, yeah, you'd like it to be that, wouldn't you? I mean, there's, I'll get to someone that definitely feels that this is not the case. All right, but I mean, the the specific origin of the phrase of the words lollygag oh, right but the word but literally not... it's described like 1860s defines lollygagging as giving or indulging in sexual caress but yeah. how do we get there is disputed uh. but i'm not wasting time on any of that because no. there are some amazing stories oh, i mean okay they're just funny it's uh, i was unexpected um it's to find that already i know that's why i just i did not believe this uh i mean i thought i was just surprised to, to find out that i was like oh that's it's a little bit different. Hmm. Plenty. Um, yeah, there's a lovely sentence in the Northern Vindicator, uh, which is an Iowan newspaper, uh, published this in 1868. 
which suggests also the lovemaking implication. The lascivious lollygagging lumps of licentiousness who disgrace the common decencies of life by their lovesick fawnings at our public dances. So so that's Tom Brokaw. I was trying. I didn't push it hard enough. I feel like he's got a little more gruffness. What do you think? The L okay? Like I feel like the L's is it, but then Especially the very first one out of the gate. Because I didn't know what was coming. Yeah. You think it was too much? No, that was that was the yeah, that got me. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, lascivious lollygagging lumps of licentiousness. Like this is eighteen who eighteen sixty eight. So that was still around this. That, it is. Yeah. Like they're they're like this is what we call it. Yeah. Um, Miriam Webster. I I saw lollygagging was such a problem. Um, this one Navy captain issued a warning to his troops. Uh, this was nineteen forty six. That lovemaking and lollygagging are hereby strictly forbidden. The holding of hands, ah, osculation, and constant embracing of waves, which are women accepted for volunteer emergency service. Uh, Corpsmen or civilians and sailors or any combination of male and female personnel is a violation of naval discipline. No lollygagging in the Navy. Of any kind. Yeah. Uh, And then the OED has a notation from 1949. That uh, says lollygagging was grandmother's word for lovemaking. Dang, I know. <laughs> so the the only it like it's like a, almost a hard stop wherever I found. We're like this is it, and there's no before that, which doesn't make any sense to me because like there's got to be ways. Why did we get there? And people are like, well, lolly has a is like a, a word for tongue. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't get. But uh, so they like, it kind of relates to like, you know, mouth stuff. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but the the one that I'm like, well, this this would be cool, or this would be uh, some place to go way back and find it. But I, I don't know. It, it's 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 shallow. But it could be. It There's could one be. person who's very angrily against this theory. But I don't know. It's not a theory. It's a <laughs> well the the. The phrase when I'm the old the, the the speculation is that it came from an old Irish uh, origin, and the phrase is like very old and Celticy, and I, I don't know how to say it. Like I'll try lay layluth gag, maybe layluth gag. You're killing it. I'm trying. No, I mean <laughs> seems like I don't know. L e a t h dash l u i g h e space g e a g. Two were two like phrases, and they're saying "leleur" again. I don't know. Translates to an act of leaning uh, slash reclining, and then there's not one of the higher definitions listed for "gag" uh, is "girl." So, eh, it hmm. could get there. Reclining girl. How did we, uh, you, how, you know, how did we get the word, like, you, you choke, like you're gagging, like gag? I mean, I'm guessing that if this theory is that it, it means girl, like it's not. Yeah, it's got to have some other. I, it's, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, I read one blog post and this guy just is not having it very adamant that this was not the case, even though. Well, did he state, did he state some other contrary uh, evidence? Uh, just kind of, not evidence, but things like, yeah, we don't necessarily take phrases from places like that. And, you know, 
the languages were different, so it might not mean the same thing. You know, we're, we're ascribing this meaning to this phrase when back then it may not have had that meaning. So yeah, lollygagging. It's, uh, you know, it means to dawdle, but it didn't start out there. It, it didn't start out there, and, no. and how it got there is sort of uh, vague. Yeah, it's pretty vague. They just like, yeah, lolly means to, it means to be lazy. And Somebody that's what it is, thinks but, like the caressing is a waste of time. I guess. I mean, yeah, the, there's really like very little beyond like, yeah, lolly could mean to, to be lazy. Could mean, you know. Huh. Yeah, I know. All right, I'll accept it. It was, I mean, I found this other thing. I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Seeing as there's no other information saying that's not the case. And there's information that says that this is the case. I'll go with that. 1860s. What do you have? Well, I'll tell you. I have in the nick of time. All right. We say it. We still say that. Yeah. Hey, he got here in the nick of time because uh, Jim was about to sing and you were going to miss it, right? Don't want to miss him singing. He's got those velvety pipes. So, yes, that's we use it like that. The Jimmy singing. But um, this goes back to medieval meal times in some ways. So there, there was a thing people used to call pudding time because pudding time, <laughs> pudding was what you ate at the beginning of the meal. Hell well, yeah. Maybe it was the whole meal. I don't know. All right. Let's get some pudding time. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's pudding time, which meant... <laughs> I'm just picturing a bunch of like knights saying it's pudding time. <laughs> yeah, they go clanking into one yeah, of those right. big long picnic table type yeah. setups. Yeah. We uh, do communal seating here, guys. Okay, that's okay. What, just sit yeah, next to some strangers. Build some individual friends. chairs. What are you royalty? Yeah. So sit on the bench, grab a spoon, bump elbows with strangers. So uh, there's that. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna take you from there somewhere. Okay. Okay. And in order to do that, I, I got to tell you some odd definitions that are relevant and completely irrelevant in, in strange ways. Great. I mean, I mean, because people, it's, it's, it continues to be the, the darndest thing researching this in anywhere. Books, dark web. Scrolls. Wherever you, yeah. Parch, what do they call papyrus? Papyrus, yeah. So various definitions for Nick. And I'll, mm. I'll just give you some yeah. out of the gate. And, and okay, to jot down, all right. Hmm. And this is one that you, you know you think you know you know, to uh, notch something or chip something. Sure. Right? To cut short cold weather. <laughs> I've not heard that one. All um, right. Yeah. The winner got nicked. Yeah. To cheat over charge, like uh, he he really nicked that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've- You've heard yeah. this? Uh, well, is it uh, is there a thievery one? I've heard the thievery definition. Is that that one? Well, there's, yeah, uh, uh, I nicked this. Right. Right. I, hey, yes. where'd you get that sandwich? I nicked it at right. the bodega. I've right? heard that. Um, but you wouldn't use it. It's like some. It's some. Is it British? Who says that? British. It's also on the other side of it. It's it's arrested. My brother got nicked. My sister got my sister got nicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. Right. This is right here. To to discover at the last moment that 24 cases of Schweppes had been nicked from the cellar. <laughs> I Schweppes. Yeah. It also, I think, 
I think in Australia or someplace like that, it means uh, to be naked. Mm. Uh, so you have a whole bunch of stuff swimming around in the pot. Yeah. You know? You got here just in the naked of time. Doesn't seem right. That definitely does not mm. seem right. Doesn't fit. So all those definitions are all well and good. And, and people have a couple few odd ideas about it. But uh, I'm... I'm not going to dawdle <laughs> with those gag. or lollygag. Lolly I might gag. like to lollygag a little um, about that. We'll go straight to the reality of it because that is the most judicious thing to do. <laughs> judicious. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's thing the to realest do. thing to do. It's real. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, the real ones, I guess, are the ones. Yeah. All right. Because that is the right thing to do. It is. Yeah. I guess. Reality. Yeah. Um, make it. N- notches were used in, in no, no one has any sort of reference of using notches in a stick for time in particular, like your clock. Although I'm sure somebody did or some sundial had some kind of thing and yada, yada. But uh, there is nothing like that. But... They were used on on sticks and boards to keep score and and things like that. And mm-hmm. we're talking, it made a turn into a regular use as early as the the late 16th century. Oh. So the idea that um, keeping score and the nick the nick the nick of time phrase was coined back then. Wow, and it seems to be closely related to that the uh the notches and the gaming and scorekeeping huh um so a couple little asides mm-hmm. in that are uh in, in digging back through um old newspapers what i found was not anything all very old um i mean yeah old in in relative terms but they seem to they show up in the late 1800s and they're clustered a lot of examples of it are in the newspapers uh, from late 1800s to maybe like 1912 1915 mm-hmm. and then it's not like they aren't anywhere else they they show up in the 40s and 50s and, and yada but um there's a lot of them in that spell for some reason it drops it, off yeah, yeah it was people used it a lot more then but i mean you said 20s right what up until the 20s yeah up until the 20s yeah. there was the big wave of them appearing in in newspapers this one isn't uh, romantic or extra fun or or interesting <laughs> but it is uh that's the history of it and yeah. all of those meanings nick of time just in the nick of time so ray yeah Jay. i wanted to yeah Thanks. Sure. No, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing right. okay over here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanted to uh, remind people about uh, the Roberto Clemente Museum. Yeah. Uh, need need gifts for the holidays. Someone in your life likes uh, baseball, especially. Uh, Roberto, uh, paraphernalia, if yeah. you don't have to live around here, if you do live around here or could get to Pittsburgh, the Roberto Clemente Museum's fantastic. And uh, if not, hop on uh, clementemuseum.com and check it out. Lots of uh, really wonderful gifts, hats, shirts. 21 merchandise. Base of balls, right? Yeah. 
I don't think there's gloves, and I'm not going to say there are gloves. Hoodies? Hoodies, for sure. Good-looking hoodie. I still haven't got myself. Stickers? Stickers. You know. All kind of stuff. Put on your sax case. Or set yourself up for a tour. Either way, our Whole Nine Yards discount will be back soon. Right now, uh, they're very busy, and we're not discounting anything. But this stuff is really high quality, so it's worth every penny, plus you're contributing to Roberto's museum. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. Don't you agree, Ray? I would agree. It's been a while since I've been there. But yes. Then also us, uh, Big Science Music. Here, us, Big Science Music. Right? If yeah. anybody out there in the advertising world write commercials, need music, sound, audio, sound design, write content. Need some footsteps, some foot scuffs. We got it. Whatever you need. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, BigScienceMusic.com. Uh, there's really nobody better in the business. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. <laughs> I, I'd argue if I could. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, plus you get to work with us. Yeah. And so what could be better? Exactly. Uh, We're so, a pleasure. We're a delight. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, BigScienceMusic.com. Call for a bid on your next project. And now back to the wall. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you can use it. What do you have for us coming in? Wait, before you do that, Ray. Yeah. I'm going to ask uh, our friends, yeah. listeners, to um, uh, get in touch with us with ideas, thoughts, suggestions, and relative criticisms. I missed one. Um, via Twitter and Instagram, which is at whole9yardspod, and that's the number nine at Whole Nine Yards Pod. We're also on Facebook as Whole Nine Yards Podcast, I do believe. And yeah, yeah, you could join us anywhere and get in touch with us, send us your ideas for shows or or, or, or just say things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like hey or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, I, my word is curfew. Curfew. Yeah. All right. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I used to have, well, my curfew as a kid was uh, streetlights. Streetlights. Yeah. Sure. One of my neighbors um, used to whistle and then her kids would come home. Like there was this specific whistle that she would do. So every night in the summer we would hear this whistle and we'd know like, okay, I guess it's time to go home. Wow, that's a good whistle. Yeah. No, we could hear it for blocks, like around Wow. the Verona hilltop. It rang out among the Verona hilltop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, save it for a book. It sounds good. Like, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Nice. Um, but anyway, the whistling or the streetlights indicated that it was re- uh, required you to come home and remain indoors <laughs> between specified hours, Yeah. probably at night. Sure. Right? Yeah, probably at night. And that's kind of what the definition of curfew is. Um, this is one is, is, I don't know, it's interesting. Cool, or whatever. I guess you you be the judge. I oh, yeah. But we, we, um, the word comes from uh, old French um, phrase or words. Couvre-feu, we'll say. <laughs> I love it. I'll, I'll go with it. Yes. Um, which translates to cover fire. Cover fire? Yeah, which is an actual piece of metal or metal dome or you know it was ornate ornate some of them were ornate um but it you would put it over your fire at night uh to keep the embers i guess in and the coal in from spilling out if if they were to do so and then 
it also prevented them from like going extinguished. And then in the morning, you could stick a bellows into this fire cover and get your fire back just by, you know, reoxygenating the the embers with the bellows. This sounds like something that could still should still exist today. Yeah, right. People right. have the pits. We got pits outside. You got all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a wow. All right, so side business, whole nine yards uh, cover fires or cover, whatever. We can call them whatever we cover want. Cover Cover fire. I'm. I'm. I don't want to be offensive. No, I don't I'm know not. How to do it. It's just my French is the horrible. same. I don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this. Uh, this is actual physical cover fire. Uh, would be used to to save your embers and stuff. So how does it translate? Well, in the evening times in these old French villages, um, the town would ring a bell letting them know that it was time to bust out their fire covers. Go home. Yeah. Uh, it, they, they served two purposes, the the saving of your embers, I guess. But um, really, in my mind, maybe the more important saving is uh, we lived prox- you know, very close to one another, and we had houses made of wood and dried grasses for roofs and lots of yeah. dried Barney things. Stuff. Yeah. So... I I think that the ring of this bell uh, was to tell people like, hey, we're all gonna go to sleep now. Let's cover up our fires so we don't burn down our village slash town or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, and that's from old French. We go to 13th century Old English, and uh, the word is, it it looks. I mean, it's pronounced curfew. It looks closer to curfew. C u r f e u, which now means the ringing of the bell at a fixed hour that would inform you to extinguish your fire. Ah. So we've changed it from the actual fire cover where we would put it on when the, we heard the bell. Now we're, it's just the bell, not necessarily the specific cover fire because it was just like, just put out your fire. Right. Yeah. Because when you, when you heard the bell, you thought cover the fire. Right. And o- over time, it just evolved to... The bell is the cover fire. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 1616, John Bolacar um, defines it as a bell which ringing about bedtime giveth folks warning to go to rest and cover their fire. So 1616. But, I mean, this is 13th century I'm talking about when we went back. So that's not, you know. There's still some time there where we have it, and this guy's just... I'm just giving you a quote. Sure. For fun. No, yeah. Um, And then by the 1800s, we've kind of understood that the word now means restricted movement. Um, I didn't find, like, a specific instance of, like, when we switched from, like, oh, yeah, just cover up your fire and go to bed to, like, oh, we should stay inside now. Oh, you're right. That we heard the bell. Right. Right. The, so now it means. Well, it had yeah. It made one more of those things. The mm-hmm. bell. Then you didn't have the fires anymore. Mm-hmm. The bell means go to bed. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and the first formal curfew order, which is what I found, was in 1918. Uh, the British Board of Trade uh, ordered shops and entertainment establishments to extinguish their lights by 10:30 p.m. Uh, to save fuel during World War One. So that was 1918 was the official was the first formal like curfew order for a 
I guess, a country. Yeah, they they used it in that way. And uh, yeah, traditional lore. There's some stuff that says that at the times during times of curfew, um, spirits were would wander the streets and be able to be out and do their things before the sun comes up and the curfew's oh. over. Then they'd have to retreat back to their hidey holes or wherever they were. The mayors out. of the night. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the mares could roam free during the curfew hours. But as soon as that sun comes up, they're, they're gone. Curfew, hmm. cover fire. I looked up some, uh, like an old, you know, old, old ones there. It was very ornate. I'm sure there were very different ones, depending on whatever you could do and whatever you had. But uh, yeah, I, that does seem like a, something we could do today. I think so. But I mean, you got to Google it first. Someone's it making could, It could exist. I'm not a camper. So I don't know. I'm an indoor kid, like I say. Um, so it might be a thing that I just don't know about. <laughs> yeah, but a fire pit. Well, fire pits are just wood, not coal, so. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, curfew. I like Cover that fire. One. Yeah, no, it was. It gave me something, some satisfaction. And, uh, yeah. As did I. Yeah. What's uh, what do you have? Well, I have a very. Um, we're still on time. Yes. These are all time. We're on time. Yeah. And I have. Make some more noise. <laughs> I have high time. Okay. All right. And how how do you use that high time? High times. It's high time. I guess good times. Things are good. Wait. No. Okay. Is that what you're saying to me? Why'd you say that? High times? Yeah. Isn't that what it means? I said high time. Right. Okay. What did I say? That's what you say? It means good times? Doesn't it mean that? Well. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Okay. Let I, me go on then. I guess. I like. I think. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. He <laughs> he. I mean, this one is, is really simple. All right. Yes. Um, but but it it it'll trace on you. She'll trace on you way back. Um, I'll, uh, Milk will get cool on you. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you some. Uh, here again, Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. The Bard. Omnipresent. Mm. Comedy of Errors, 1590. Um, it was one of those names, but this is easy enough. Antiphilus of Syracuse. Nice. That's it. Um, there's none but witches do inhabit here, and therefore tis high time that I were hence, I oh. guess, elsewhere. So it's high time. It's like, hey, it's high time you right. picked up that room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little messy. Right. So. I'm way wrong. Well, no, you aren't. <gasps> and the reason I was aghast oh. is because I never heard it thought of that way. But really, in its roots, it um, came from all of that stuff. And I'm going to tell you about, like, um, you know, in the 14th century, you would refer to things uh, as uh, high uh, society, high mm -hmm. school even came from this. This was school, but higher school. You know, we just say it out. We just say it now yeah, as a thing, like, high school. Thing. Yeah, we go to high but school. We don't think of it as high school. Right. You know, so everything was high if it was, you know, the other level. It makes perfect sense, of course. Sure. But, right. you know, we don't always say it that way now. No. So even before that, high time meant the highest 
point of the sun of the day. So, you know, a farmer got out there in the field early and got all of their work done by high time. And then you, it was hot, so then you'd go in the house and have lunch or something. Mm-hmm. And supper, I guess. I don't <laughs> know what people eat. But that was high time. Right. And here again, in a very unsatisfying conclusion, uh, there's there's really no uh, traceable transition to it becoming meaning it's about time you did that. But it began to be used throughout you know, uh, 1500s, 1600s, mm-hmm. more meaning if if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to get it done. It sort of evolved out of that. So uh, the high time meant, hey, it's high time you plow that field mm-hmm. because right. it's high time and you better get out there because you haven't plowed it yet. You know what I mean? And so now yeah. we just use it, or unless you're Ray, you, <laughs> we just use it to mean you're you're behind so you better do it. it's high time that you wash that car i could write my name in it you know what i mean that feels very satisfying to me i'm glad you didn't think it yeah i always thought it was uh, you know whew, short and uh, not a lot of uh, colorful flair in it wow it's but still that was nice okay yeah that that makes so much sense and i realized that yeah right of course like high noon high time that's awesome I like that one. High time. High time. And that's so that's a whole nine yards. Yeah, it. it's about high time we uh, close up shop. Oh, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and with that, I already asked you about the Twitter yeah. and the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, Rebecca's going to tell you about the email and the closer. So um, include your uh, ideas and thoughts for us and we will enjoy them. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're we're not not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.